Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to Christ for Culture. We're looking forward to getting to know all of you guys and building a community. And so on this podcast, we're just going to be talking about real life topics. So we're going to be talking about relationship with God. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, anxiety, you know, just a plethora of things. So tune in. And also we filmed an introduction video. So you can actually pause this video right now and go look at yes. that. You get a full background on all of us, why we decided to start this, and then tune back into this one. Once again, to another episode of C4C, I'm your moderator, Kenton. I'm still here, over here on the indie side of things. The girls here, there's Dawn, Shay, Makaya, again, also in Missouri, Kellen, and Courtney. Again, we are Christ for Culture. Thank you again for tuning in, and we're glad to have you here. We just want to touch a little bit more on finances, but kind of like what we discussed a little bit more uh, in the past episode, we want to touch a little bit more on now. So uh, one of the things that I had mentioned last time when I spoke about my journey was just utilizing wisdom and we utilizing wisdom when it comes to like finances, how to how to basically go about it and understanding what the Lord kind of does when it comes to wisdom and how he helps me utilize it. And one scripture that touches on this and more, because it's, just, it's not just wisdom, it's a lot more that comes to finances that we, again, touched on last episode was in James, the first chapter. And uh, we'll start with the second verse, go to the eighth verse. Actually, I think, Dawn, I think you had that. So if you can, go ahead and read that. Okay. So James 1, I'm reading the ESV version. Um, verse 2, it reads, Count it all joy, my brothers, when, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. <laughs> so, so from that scripture, and as you can tell, wasn't again that for me that played a major key. But going off that scripture and anything, anything more, how does anyone uh, does anyone want to speak on how else they kind of overcame financial hardship or maybe some struggles and things that you guys have maybe been currently dealing with? Maybe some things you weren't even aware of at the time in the past that you're aware of now. And if you can also maybe provide some other ways, other means, other tools. Maybe like wisdom or again discipline, prayer that we're used to, to overcome these struggles. Uh, well, I'll go. Um, I'll say for me, um, it was just realizing who I am in Christ, which that took wisdom. Um, but once I realized who I was in Christ, it was a game changer for me. Um, so I've always had a desire. To, to be a consistent tither, but there obviously was a point that I was not. Um, and so 
I was battling with wanting to tithe, but also living paycheck to paycheck. And so I was basically accepting poverty, just to be honest, mm -hmm. I was accepting poverty. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible speaks of prosperity and God wants to prosper, prosper those his people, right? And so once that resonated for me, I was like, okay, let's go. Let's, we're not staying here. And so at that point, I, I had made up in my mind, come hell or high water, I was going to give my 10%. And once I started doing that, I, it literally just, it was like situations changed, doors open, money flowed, and God just showed himself strong because that's what he said he would do. Mm -hmm. He he said he says in his word that his people will want for nothing. And even when I was at a point of like living paycheck to paycheck, I never wanted for anything. Mm -hmm. It took it took me like getting out of that to and then looking back on it like, yeah, I never did want for anything. Um, so even going through that, I never wanted for anything. But once I got out of that, it was just I had this appreciation. It was a different type of appreciation. Mm -hmm. And so that's you know, that's where I'm at now. He's still continuing to bless me. I've been faithful in my tithing for <laughs> I think that was like three, three or four years ago. But he he's left me in awe of him mm. and there's no way that I could revert back to not tithing my 10% and because it's not just about you tithing it's about you tithing what he says because even when okay I was hit or miss with my tithes but even when I was hitting I wasn't hitting because it wasn't 10% it was like let me give him $20 <laughs> so, so. You know, just obeying the Lord and trusting that He's going to do what He says, mm -hmm. and then living up to your part that you have to play. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, I would say for me, like overcoming bad financial habits. Um, so growing up, Courtney and I lived in two households. Um, our parents are divorced and had uh, equal custody over us. Um, so you, without going into extreme detail, um, it's like we saw healthy habits at one household and then unhealthy habits at another household. And I think some of those experiences carried over into my adulthood and me trying to navigate how to, I guess, how to create a successful like financial environment for myself. Um, so once I did start to hand that over to God, you know, like with tithing, with praying over certain financial decisions, that's also another important part to touch on is like prayer over, like before you make like big purchases and things like that, like consulting God about it, you know, that has really just totally transformed like everything for me. And I'm so thankful that God showed me that um, in my 20s, because now like in my early 30s, I feel like I have uh, good spiritual spiritual tools with my finances. You know, I'm not perfect. God is still working on me. Um, 
but you know, of course it's like a, it's a continual process. So it's like for people who are listening, I don't want you to think that, you know, like I have it all together, like, or any of us have it all together. We don't, I was just telling, um, all of, all of our, my podcast mates, (laughs) we're also my friends that, you know, I just got married um and that has added another layer of financial responsibility because it's just like it's not just me it's like i have to make smart decisions for the household and you know i have to, i have to also allow myself to be led by a, a husband <laughs> in some of these financial decisions so it's an ongoing process i would say you know like be gentle with yourself throughout it um but leaning into god and just trusting him And knowing that, like Shay said, he does want to prosper you. Like he does want to, he wants you to enjoy your life. Like he wants you to like not have to worry about anything. But not only that, like bless you so that you can bless other people. As uh, Courtney touched on um, in in the previous episode. So, um, you know, just trust God and it's a continual process, but he going to bring you there. (laughs) I'm, you know, inspired me to talk about myself, girl. So (laughs) I'm the opposite. I love that you said that you had that in your 20s and in your 30s, you're good. Because I'll say that in my 20s, um, I'm kind of flip-flopped a little bit. I'm learning that now as I enter my 30s with certain things. And it probably goes deeper than just financially. Um, And I think what you said that triggered it is that submitting all your financial decisions to God. I have not done that a lot in majority of my life. <laughs> I'm doing that way more actively now, but in my 20s, so like, you know, you mentioned your upbringing. I grew up in a household where they, I would say both of my parents had healthy um, spending habits and, you know, thank God I never needed one for anything. And then I would say God's been good in the good and the bad. So I'm not saying just because financially I was really good in my 20s that any good or less good than he is now. He's still good. But I will say that in my 20s, um, I experienced some some extra blessings, let's say that. Um, and I wouldn't say in transparency that tithing's ever been hard for me, per se. Um, I've enjoyed tithing. Um, I enjoy giving back to the kingdom of God. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that to come anybody that hasn't. I'm just being transparent in, in my journey. Um, so when I would have the opportunity to give the 10% to the Lord, I would enjoy giving 10% to my savings. When I had the opportunity to give 10% to the Lord, I would enjoy giving what I could to other people or other things and things of that nature. But I, I take joy in that, okay? Um, however, maybe too much joy in certain things mm-hmm. in terms of spending. Um, the wisdom may not have always been there. Just because I enjoy giving, just because I enjoy giving back, doesn't mean that I'm supposed to do it as often as I did. <laughs> or in every situation or even um for myself per se um so long story short now um god's still good but i end up having to take a pay cut in certain areas um for peace of mind let's say that left the situation for peace of mind um and i needed that because i was going back to school so i'm gonna fast forward because i'm not giving all the details but i had to come to a point and this year, my word was lordship. I need to make God lord in every single area of my life. Mm-hmm. And the hard part is my finances. Mm-hmm. 
The hardest part is my finances. I'm not, you know, I would spend and I felt like, I don't want to say God would bless, but I felt like I was making wise choices to an extent. But be, just because you are a giver and you have a, a, um, a heart that's generous doesn't mean you need to give as frequently, like I said. So I needed more wisdom in that area and I still needed to submit even that to God's lordship in my life. And so in this season, I am actively, you know, Kelly, you learning how to be married and submit to that man. I'm learning how to submit to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in my finances. Mm. Okay. Um, and all my big decisions, and even small, I'm trying to ask him, like, do I need this Chick-fil-A? <laughs> it's real though (laughs) do i need it okay you know what god my friends have been giving me and people have been giving me gift cards for the past 15 honestly years in my life let's talk on this talk Talk on the gift cards (laughs) (laughs) y'all when i say i went to this door looking through stuff for cards and i found like 20 to 30 gift cards that have never been used over the over years me with money they're sitting there it is sitting there what's wrong with me i don't know but i went and looked through the drawer and i put them in my wallet and so now i'm actively trying to use them something I picked up on with Shay, she mentioned prospering and, and, you know, having the Lord have us be prosperous. There's some folks or some things that are out there that revolve around this thing called prosperity 
theology, uh, we hear a lot about it. It can be referred to as prosperity gospel. That's another version of it. But it's kind of like a religious belief that, you know, financial blessing, physical well-being are always like the will of God for them. That faith, positive speech, donations to religious causes will increase one's material worth. And you kind of see them a lot of times saying, oh, you're going to get this if you just do this. Or if you just sow a seed, if you just sow a certain thing here, if you reap a harvest, you, oh, you'll go places. That car you want, that house you want, that wife you want, (laughs) that husband you want. That probably, again, I I can, I'm messing around a little bit, but prosperity gospel, it it, it seems to stick around, seems to also kind of strengthen itself. I was going to say and ask everyone here, is there, why is it so prevalent? Why is this prosperity gospel so prevalent within our culture? Is there any kind of truth behind some of these things, or is this all for show? What are they taking out of context, maybe, or, or are there, or is there some things that have been mentioned in the Bible that they're just taking out of context? What What do you guys think about this prosperity gospel? So, it's to prosper them. Oh, <laughs> come on, guys. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't hold back. Hey. It's literally to to fatten their pockets because they're benefiting off of what you're giving them. Mm-hmm. And they're telling you, oh, you you get the if they put a price <laughs> if you give a thousand dollars, God is gonna bless you with a new car. Like the Bible actually says if you give to the rich, what is it if you give to the rich, you something. Let me find it. Yeah. Okay. While while they're finding that, um, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with trusting God to propel you further than where you currently are. You know, Shay Shay touched on that well. Um, you know, you we're supposed to trust God to like bring us to a better place. You know, finances, home, whatever, you know, but like Micaiah was saying, it's like when it I guess when it becomes selfish and gluttonous is when it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to add on to that, um, I think it has to do with the intent of the heart. God knows the intent of your heart. He's not going to prosper greed. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's just throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to make it an idol. And I think I think it becomes easy to do that. I've been there before. You know, Dawn touched on, um, you know, in her 20s, uh, God blessed her with a good amount of income and you know i have experienced that as well and it's easy to get wrapped up in that you know you definitely have to like have a heart check and check in with god about it because it's it's easy (laughs) to it's very easy to go down that road so it's like this made me think of um what's that what's the saying um that I can't think of the exact same, but it's something like, um, how can, how can God trust you with a lot if he can't trust you with a little? It's something, yeah, along those lines where it's just like, okay, um, like going to like having a lot. And then if you don't have the tools or the heart to steward, you know, those blessings well, then it is going to slip through your fingers. You're not going to be able to, you know, so it could be a reality check when you're looking back because I've been there before too. Um, 
like just having blessings or excess. And then because I was still like in the mindset of like, um, like financial immaturity mindset, you know, um, and just like spending, spending, spending. And then I also love to give as well. But like Don was saying, if, I'm not like checking with the Lord and asking the Lord, you know, hey, do you actually want me to give this money, you know, to this person or like helping this or like, and it's very difficult because you can justify it within yourself because it's like, well, this is a good thing. Like this is, I'm helping somebody, you know, but then the Lord's like, you're not protecting what I've given you. You're not stewarding it well. And so that's why you're seeing it slip through your fingers. And that's why you're ending back up at the same spot. <laughs> so. Great. <laughs> Did you find that scripture for Yeah. It's um, in Proverbs 22 and 16. And it says, he who oppresses the poor to increase his riches and he who gives to the rich will come to poverty. Mm. Mm. which is what you're saying yeah which is interesting because a lot of people um will hear those prosperity messages and it's like they'll give all their money up to to these these leaders and then turn around and be upset and say you know you're not supposed to tithe god doesn't need your money and they you know they're they broke because they didn't give all their money mm -hmm. to these leaders. And that literally that's what scripture says. You're giving it to all these people who don't need it. They're using you to, to get prosperous and now you're left with nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like they, um, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's like they give you these tools um, of, and they say things like you shouldn't suffer from illness mm -hmm. and poverty. And I mean, I, that, we can get deep into that. And I understand what God has for us is prosperous. But my mom had to break it down for me because um, I correlate, I used to think correlated that to money. And that's mm -hmm. not correlated to money. Being prosperous and prosperity is correlated to anything and access given. Mm -hmm. So that could be in your health, that could be in um, your personal life, like you can be prosperous in multiple ways outside of finances. Mm -hmm. So I think somebody said again, like you can tithe and you're not seeing it financially, but you are having a great relationship with your, your spouse or your kids. And um, all of a sudden your family is experiencing um, an outpouring of, of joy and laughter in the home or, or um, healing in the home. It doesn't always have to correlate to the things that they make it seem like it correlates to, right? Like, and the way that they do it, though, is they try to make you give money to get more money or mm -hmm. or I get money and I'm going to be healed. God may not want to heal you right then. I know that mm -hmm. might be tough mm -hmm. to hear, but he may want you to be afflicted a little longer. Yeah. It's for a purpose, though. And I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying that the prosperity theology and doctrine takes away from letting God be God in your life, Lord in your life. And and thinking that you can name it, claim it, it's mm. mine. Yeah. No, sis. You can name it and claim it, but if God don't want that for you, it ain't yours. Yeah. Exactly. You have to, as we talked about, Lord, what's in you know, Lord, I want this. If it's in your will, the Lord mapped it out perfectly in His prayer. Thy kingdom come. Thy will. Thy will be done. Yeah. 
trust in him the more that he will bless you at least to maintain yourself mm-hmm. he may not you know get you to a place to where you're rich because you may not be able to handle that but he'll at least get you to a place where you can have the wisdom to manage what what little you do have and you know live off of that but i just it, it is frustrating when i hear um when I hear a lot of this teaching, because I think it makes it makes our generation focus so much on 
the now and the natural. Mm -hmm. And God's not calling us to focus on what we see. He's calling us to focus on the kingdom and on heaven, <laughs> heavenly things. And we take our eyes off of that stuff and we're not thinking about, you know, the, the spiritual blessings that he's given us and, you know, uh, winning souls for his kingdom. Like we're not thinking about stuff like that. We're not thinking about where he's taking us. Eventually, we're—I mean, this stuff is going to fade away, and we're going to go to heaven. But nobody's thinking about heaven. Everybody's thinking about what can I get here? <laughs> like, talking about that gratification. Yeah. Right now, right now. It's frustrating. And the thing that I'm hearing the most—we touched on this in past podcasts as well—but within this prosperity teaching, <clears throat> excuse me, the deception that just runs rampant. And within the deception, the confusion, and just being able to, to, to twist one's mind into thinking that what they're doing is, for, is purposeful and is, it is going to work. Again, yeah, I mean, granted, why did this and that? Deception is such, it, it, it blows me away how prevalent it is. You know, we talked about violence and things uh, in the past too, but with deception and how it can skewer one's mind i just remembered some times in the past you know before i was saved when you don't know the lord or you just don't really know much into like scripture and the word and things of that nature you can easily be led astray and he touched on all the false prophets especially in these last days i know that's probably a whole nother episode you know last days things of that nature but we say these last days and these these last times as we you know get further and further in here the amount of false prophets everywhere, the amount of false teachings everywhere that are just meant to lead people astray and to lead people down a path they don't need to go down. It's very prevalent. And, with, and again, we know how Satan can use scripture and how, you know, he tried, you know, you can look in the Bible when it comes to tempting Jesus and a variety of things. But um, when it comes to seeing how scripture can be taken out of context and for some of these people, how they can purposely take out of context and can lead a lot of folks down a bad path. It just it shows me more and more just how much we have to, again, depend on the Lord when it comes to discernment, when it comes to understanding, when it comes to awareness. And again, mm -hmm. when it comes to just seeing again, when you, when things don't sound and look right, there's a reason for it. Mm -hmm. All right. And when, mm -hmm. it, when it comes to deception, when you aren't in it, when you aren't aware, again, I was going to touch on myself a little bit when I was unsafe. It, you, it's, it's just like nothing else really matters. Like you're just like, oh, okay, no, but this person said, this person seemed like they know what they're talking about because you don't know yourself. You don't know anything more. You don't know. I didn't know the Lord. You know, the Lord loves me. The Lord doesn't work in ways like this. But because I didn't know that, again, I was steered completely in other directions. I wouldn't, I don't say I was like, not personally, like in prosperity, but just not for, uh, prosperity gospel, but just in general with things. Like you can be led astray and deceived so easily if you don't have the Lord. That's some of the things I, I, I'm hearing from you guys talking here. It's just deception rears ugly head in a variety of ways. It's pretty sick. Uh, as we kind of come to conclusion here, I don't know if uh, anyone else has anything more they want to touch on when it comes to finances or anything. Anything we haven't maybe touched on, if anyone has a little bit more they want, just just tell it to the the viewer and the, the listener here. Maybe there's some things that we hadn't touched on yet. Got some tools or advice? 
any, any more tools? Or... Um, I would say something um, that has helped me in different ways and it's good to do in general is definitely fast and pray. Like if mm -hmm. you see an area in your life um, that needs extra attention, I would encourage you to fast on it and to pray on it. Um, I mean, I have to touch on Shay's testimony, but I do remember that season, right? But I remember, I remember us discussing fasting about it. Mm -hmm. I remember that was a tool in her her testimony and her overcoming. She, you know, believed who she was in God, but like, Shay don't like fasting, y'all. And I failed. I failed, but my heart was there. <laughs> 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 and I was like, I know Don reached out to me. That was God having her reach out to me because I was like, I can't do it no more. <laughs> I said, and she really? was like, How are you doing? I was like, Don, I can't do it no more. <laughs> like, Shay, I think, but she, she was like, I think the Lord is is happy with what you have done because mm -hmm. again, I don't fast. But go ahead. <laughs> she don't like fasting, but her heart was in it. Like she said, like she she was dedicated, right? So I just would encourage. Um, everybody to um, fast, pray, and you know, fix your heart posture to really believe God to move um, in that area of your life. Mm -hmm. I would also say, like, to kind of hook on to the fasting and praying part. Um, I know for me, one of my struggles is um, food, right? <laughs> so, um, like, just. I just love food. So it's just like, to me, it's just like, oh, spending money on food. Like that's nothing that I think of, but it can become a problem because I should as, and I do love to cook as well. But it's like finding also like simple meals to cook and like not having to do like all this elaborate stuff or, or like eating out all the time, you know? So to go back to the fasting and praying, the Lord led me to go a week and it may be two weeks, maybe longer, but just like a start of not eating out at all. Do not eat out. That's what he told me. <laughs> and so it was very tough. <laughs> it was really tough. But it was something like Don was saying that I identified, I made, I confronted within myself that this was a problem and that it needed to be addressed. So first, like humbling yourself enough like allowing the Lord to humble you enough to identify issues that you're struggling in financially and then being willing to give that up to him, to submit it to him so that he can help you. So it's like the more that you give over to the Lord, the easier it becomes to submit to him and to start shedding yourself of those bad habits and some of those bad habits. So it's like just start with just a week or a few days or something and just really discipline yourself and be consecrated and in that discipline and can and follow it through and you will start seeing changes like in those bad habits um and you will start seeing like your finances change and also making sure that you're creating a budget for your expenses and like your bills and things like that, setting. <laughs> We're all growing. I still need to. There are times with a budget. I don't. I'm not on it. All right. <laughs> not on it. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's refining. That's how I would 
uh, like call my financial journey. It's a refining. It's been refining. <laughs> um, so it's like, yeah. <laughs> so just like really, the Lord has really stressed discipline for me specifically. And it takes discipline for everybody to, you know, like to start doing better in, in, in certain areas. How else can you do better unless you discipline yourself? Um, so it, it takes it takes work and it takes like teaching yourself and allowing the Lord to teach you. So I always ask for discernment. I always ask for wisdom. I always ask um, to help me to discern between like lies and, and the Lord's truth. Like lead me, Lord, like in your word, in your heart. Give me your heart for my finances. Give me your heart for the decisions that you want me to make. Um, so just being open to the Lord and practicing discipline and sticking with it. So, Amen. Listen, you started using them bars. That's a step. <laughs> that is a step. Some daggers in my heart. <laughs> I think I think an important place to start is to, you know, be honest with yourself, be honest with God, and then maybe also choose a person you trust to open up to about it to hold you accountable, you know, and whatever goals you're trying to accomplish, whether it's being a good steward of your of your finances, tithing, you know, like it's always good to have people in your corner who have maybe already been there or maybe y'all having the same struggle and you can hold each other accountable, you know, something it's, it's important to embrace the community that God has given us. So. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Uh, Courtney, you gonna be my buddy? <laughs> I already said I would. <laughs> I'm tired, buddy. Just high five on that. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, are you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Lord, we won't get on that struggle. <laughs> but I will say also, um, just include the Lord in everything. Like, it might sound funny when I say this, but I mean it wholeheartedly. I start whenever I write my budget and I'm like, hey Lord, this is these are bills. <laughs> these are our bills, Lord. So let's go through this. And I promise I write it out sometimes and what's coming in is less than what needs to go out. <laughs> but it don't look like that when it's all said and done. And I'm glad because these are bills, God. <laughs> right. <laughs> I ain't gotta worry about it. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just close the Lord. I got a similar similar situation. Um a few years ago, the Lord led me to like buy a desk and like kind of reorganize my room. And in the process I found a bunch of bills that I had never opened up. They were just kind of like mm-hmm. sitting there and I didn't even know that they were bills. And so I opened them up and I'm seeing like thousands that need to be paid off. And I was like, okay. I said, 
thank you, Lord, for revealing this to me. <laughs> I took those bills, I put them up, and I said, you know, you're going to have to help me pay these. <laughs> I can't do it right now. And honestly, I didn't. I didn't forget about it, but I wasn't, it wasn't something that was like in the forefront of my mind. And then one day, um, I think I was actually texting you guys too. Um, uh, I think it was when we got our stimulus, the first stimulus check that we got, I got that. And then maybe like 30 minutes later, um, the CEO of our company uh, reached out and she said, hey, cause we were working at home from the time they didn't want us in the office. Randomly, she sends us a text message and she goes, hey, um, I want everybody in the office today. Um, we need to have a meeting. So I go to the office and then she gives us this huge bonus out of nowhere. <laughs> so I literally had like, I had enough to pay off every single bill mm -hmm. and I had some left over <laughs> all in one day. It happened all in one day. <laughs> paid off everything and I was, I mean, I was, yeah. So we lost Kellen and Courtney. Technical difficulties, we apologize, but we thank you all for tuning in to another episode here uh, for Kellen, Courtney, Dawn, Shay, Micaiah. My name's Kenton. Thank you again for tuning in. Continue to like us on all our platforms and continue to also uh, subscribe and like us on YouTube as well. Uh, stay tuned here. We're about to just end here with a prayer. Sister Shay, can you pray us out? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this discussion, Lord. We just ask that you um, let this be a blessing to the viewers, Lord. And we just ask that you help each and every one of us to continue to be responsible with our finances, God. And that we just look to you for wisdom and um, to guide us on where you would have us to go. Um, Lord, we just pray that this is a blessing to those that will watch and that we speak to people where they're at. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for tuning in to our C4C episode. We pray you've enjoyed what you've heard. We would also like to stay connected with you guys. Please like, subscribe, and follow us on our social media pages. God bless. See you next time.